for 30 plus years. I've seen every type of child grow up. Instead of giving me what I wanted, she gave me what I needed, which was truth. Don't let emotions win. Let truth win. Do your very best, and you should have a lot of fun while you do it. And the better you get at something, the more fun you're going to have at something. You moms and dads are wired with everything you need to be a parent to a great kid. Welcome to Parenting Great Kids. This is episode number 132, Hard to Believe. I'm your host, Dr. Meg Meeker, and today you only get me. I don't have any guests to interview, and the reason is this. I wanted to talk directly to you, parents, about attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. It's so prevalent, and I see a lot of it in my practice. I've studied it, and I have a pretty good track record of being able to treat ADHD. My purpose in doing this podcast is to help you identify whether or not your child may have ADHD, to not be afraid of it, and then to encourage you to get some skills to help your child with ADHD. Also, as an aside, you may find in studying your child and finding out that he or she has ADHD that you, my friend, may also have it. I'm not saying you do, but often it runs in families. And so if you do have it, then you really can help your child. Many of you don't even know about me, so I'm just going to give you a quick rundown in case this is the first time you've listened to the podcast and think, why in the world should I listen to this lady talk about ADHD? I'm a pediatrician of over 30 years. I work with my husband, Walter. And we built a practice of eight physicians. I am a mom of four grown kids, a grandparent of five. And um, I have written seven books and done a lot of television and radio. And that's all great. However, my heart is talking to you, to helping you parents understand a couple of things. First of all, you have got this. And second, Don't be afraid to do what you need to do to be a better parent. And a lot of times it doesn't require overhauling your personality, your parenting techniques. It just means tweaking some things. So before we get into my second part of ADHD, I want you to know that you can do this. You can do this no matter how tough life may be with your child who may have ADHD or even if your life is just tough anyway, you can do this. You can raise great kids and sometimes what it means is just holding on. So as we go into the second part of ADHD, I want you to take a big deep breath. I want you to grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and let's talk. I'd like now to continue on with my discussion of ADHD. Let's talk about treatment of ADHD. Um, And again, I would just ask you to keep your your mind open here. Um, Of course, they need to be evaluated. And then when a treatment program begins, it's not a one and done, write a prescription, I'll see you in a year. No physician should do that. If your physician does it, find a new physician. Okay. Now, primary care physicians are very well qualified to take care of ADHD in adults and in kids. And if they are not comfortable with it, then you can go to a psychiatrist or a specialist. But you want to start by educating yourself and your child. You want to begin some type of counseling 
Now, not necessarily counseling uh, for issues that happened, you know, many, many years ago. A lot of the counseling is around behavior modification and cognitive behavioral therapy or something like that, where kids are taught how to retrain the thought process in their minds. Um, sometimes if kids are severe um, or even moderately severe, um, medication is very warranted. And you also want to make sure that you as a parent make accommodations in the home to help your child and that teachers in school make accommodations for your child. Um, and that's that's very, very important. And then ongoing, it's really important for you as a parent to observe your child. Is attention getting better? Is fidgeting getting better? Is bedtime getting better? Are they able to follow through with things? Are they less forgetful? So again, whenever you start a treatment modality for a child, no matter what the treatment is, doctors heavily rely on you, the parent, to let us know what's happening because we're not there. But you can tell success or failure much more easily than your child can because your child's living in their body. And they may change their behavior but not even know it, but you can tell. So again, be a really astute observer. Also, knowledge is really important. You need to read about and learn about um, adolescent and um, ADHD and how symptoms can be um, affected by increasing expectations of the world around them and brain development. Okay, so so once you understand what ADHD is doing to your child, then you can begin to understand how everything going on around your child is affecting them. And you'll you'll just start to this whole world of knowledge will open up to you. There is um, training for parents. It's really important for parents to get some training. You know, you're the ones who are really stressed maybe even more stressed because of your child's issues because the child's just sort of going along and they're not necessarily caring how things are going in school or grades, but you are. You're watching your child going, gee, was something's wrong here and I, I need to do something. I need to help and I don't know how to navigate that. So there's a program that was designed by Dr. Russell Barkley um, that is really helpful for parent management training. And it helps parents understand what ADHD is, particularly if you don't have it, and how to give consistent rewards and consequences. Now, I'm going to do a shameless plug here, but I can because it's my podcast. I have a course, Simple Discipline, that works. And it works for kids with ADHD and without ADHD because the principles are the same. It's even more important for kids with ADHD because think about this. In many ways, their lives are out of control and they can't help themselves in many ways. And I get that. However, as they mature through their teen years and through their 20s, they have to get their lives in order. They've got to be able to control themselves. And as kids get older, they can do this. They can take on the responsibility of setting boundaries for themselves. The way they learn this is by parents implementing a solid, good discipline plan. And we think about discipline, we think of, oh, I just have to reprimand my child. That's not what discipline is. Discipline really is about how to help your child set boundaries 
and live within those boundaries. And then as he or she grows older, how to erect those boundaries on their own so that when they go to college or start a job, they don't drop out or get fired because they can't function in that environment. So, that's discipline is really, really important. So, sign up for my webinar. It's free. When no stops working, it's free. It's at, on my website. And then I'll begin to talk about my course, Simple Discipline That Works. If you have a child with ADHD, please, 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 if you don't implement my program, find a good one to implement because you've got to bring order and structure to your child's life. That's what helping to manage a child with severe ADHD is all about, bringing order and boundaries and good rhythm to your child's life. Parental behavior treatment for ADHD. Um, Again, it's really important for you parents to know what can I do to help train my child to live well in this world, sometimes a calm world, but usually a very chaotic world because our kids are too busy, they're running around to too many places, their daily schedules um, are not consistent, they change all the time, eating times change, uh, bedtimes change, work schedules change, sports schedules change, um, and, and in addition to the fact that if they're on screens a lot, they're just being inundated with too much stimulation. So it's really important for parents to understand what you can do um, to begin to to tweak some of that and change. And don't let it be overwhelming to you. It feels overwhelming, but don't let it be. You know, make one small change at a time, then another small change at a time. You know, you're in this for the long haul. So if you have an eight-year-old who has really bad ADHD, your job is to get that eight-year-old to 25 and to be to be managing really well. So you have a lot of time. So again, uh, techniques you you can use, use effective commands and reprimands, okay? I talk about it in my course. Use of timeouts. I love timeouts. Um, develop attending, rewarding, and ignoring skills, okay? Um, you want to give your kids a daily behavior report card, and you want to come up with a reward and response cost system. Again, this is all discipline techniques that you can use to help bring order and structure and rhythm to your child's day. Now, um, I want to talk about psychotherapy for adolescents, which is very much like you do with adults. Um, Again, during the teen years, a lot of parents will say to me, I have a 13-year-old out of control. You know, he's getting in trouble with school, but he's got ADHD. What can I do? And I say, ADHD is never an excuse to misbehave. Do not use ADHD as an excuse to live poorly or to act poorly, okay? As kids get older, their job and your job is for them to learn how to self-regulate, how to regulate their behaviors, to take ownership of their behaviors, okay, and and to be responsible and accountable for their behaviors. Is it harder for people with kids with ADHD? Yes. But again, does it take longer for them to train themselves and for you to train them to set boundaries? Yes. Yes but it will 
happen. Your job is to not let up. Your job is to kind of be the the bad guy, good guy, if you will, because you have to be the, the one who sets a strong structure for your kid. There's mentoring and there's coaching they can get. Now, there's mind-body stress reduction, and probably most of you have heard about this, but really it's about mindfulness. And again, some people get spooked by that. Mindfulness is nothing more than, and I did a whole podcast um, with Wendy Wexstein, who trains um, people in mindfulness stress reduction, on sitting still and paying attention to what's going on in your body. For kids to learn, what am I thinking? What am I doing? How am I feeling? And and to, to learn about their bodies. So, for instance, if you have a child or you have OCD, for instance, and you've got thoughts coming into your mind going, I'm stupid, I'm stupid, I'm stupid, I'm stooping. If you're doing mindfulness, you go, wait a minute, that thought's running through my head. Okay, I need to learn to stop that thought. How can I stop that thought? It really can help you reduce stress and break free from things like OCD and break free from things like anxiety and reduce symptoms of ADHD. Okay, there are many places that you can learn about mindfulness or MBSR, and I strongly recommend you listen to my podcast with Wendy Wexstein. There's cognitive behavioral therapy, a little old-fashioned, but it works. Um, you can teach kids how to work on things they can control. Okay, so find something that your, your teen can control and have them do that over and over and you can you need to teach them organization and time management. And often kids with ADHD, we're talking about teenagers, need a very clear schedule for when they're going to do what and how long it will take them to do what. And they need it written down because they forget. You can tell them, you know, in the morning, there's three things you need to do today. And if they get one done, you know, they're doing pretty well because they forget everything else. So they need to have it written down, put right in front of them, you know, on the bedroom wall above their desk, on the kitchen refrigerator, whatever. But work on them with organization and time management. Um, let's just quickly talk about school. Um, it's really important for teachers to understand ADHD and to understand what they can do to help students. They can, uh, minimize distracting stimuli around them um, to bring as much structure and predictable routines in the classroom as um, is, is possible. Start that cost response token economy system. Basically, you know, if they do something well, give them um, a token and they get X number of tokens and they get a prize, whatever. And it sounds like bribery. It kind of is, but oh, well, it works. <laughs> I think bribery is a great thing. I mean, think about it. We live with that all the time. You know, you go to work and you're told if you do a good job at your work, you're going to get your paycheck. Is that bribery? Well, kind of. Oh, well. Um, use daily report cards and teach your kids. Continue to teach them organizational skills. And ideally, you as a parent would work with the teacher so that he or she is teaching um, organizational skills and doing a a reward system, and you're doing the same thing at home. Because the more continuity you can have in your um, uh, the schedule and the techniques you're using at home into the classroom, the more successful it's going to be for your child. 
I really believe in a holistic approach to ADHD. And it's very important, if not even more important than medication, you have to get your kid to move. If you have a boy, he needs a big tree in your backyard that he goes up and down and up and down and up and down all day long. He needs to run. He needs to move. Girls need to be outside and running and moving. Um, it's extremely important for ADHD. Um, one of my pet peeves is when a child gets in trouble at school and the teacher says, okay, you're staying in for recess. Don't! You know, if anything, make him skip the next class and just run around the playground. This kid needs to work out the kinks and the energy in there. Exercise, good nutrition. Um, don't let him drink a lot of Coke and all that kind of stuff. And you know the routine, no fast foods, no junk foods. You know, it's okay here and there. But you need to make sure they get really good nutrition. If they want potato chips, they have to eat their dinner first and then they get a handful, whatever. Omega-3 fatty acids, very important. We do know that higher doses of omega-3 fatty acids in the fish oil form, it has to be the fish oil form, very good for ADHD, the uh, mindfulness-based stress reduction. Parents, I hope you're enjoying this talk on ADHD. I need to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere. I'll be right back with more of this discussion. Now, and there's, you know, physicians and psychiatrists and teachers and psychologists feel so strongly about this. You must decrease exposure to non-educational screen time. Now, I know this is a big point of contention. I know your son with hyperactivity will sit in front of those video games for three hours, but look what's happening. It's revving up his brain more. It's stimulating his ADHD, not quieting it. What's he doing? He's sitting and he's not exercising. Your child would be so much healthier. His ADHD would would benefit so much by getting off of that screen and going outside and running around. But this isn't a blame game, okay? We're just finishing this COVID thing, and I know all kids are on screens more than they should be. I get it, okay? But find a way as a family now to decrease, to wean down the amount of screen time you're using. And that means cell phones, iPads, laptops, And this isn't just for your son with ADHD or your daughter with ADHD or any of your other kids. It's for the whole family, which includes you, okay? If you, your kids are going to be much more successful reducing screen times if you shut your phone off, shut your laptop, and stay off your iPad. Start by using X amount of time per day where no one in the family is allowed to be on, um, a screen for non-educational purposes. Doing homework is okay, but if they're spending an hour, quote unquote, doing their homework, but they're really doing their homework for 20 minutes and they're spending 40 minutes um, playing games or on social media, nah, that doesn't work. Okay, decrease exposure to non-educational screens. Ideally, 
Okay, ideally, well, I don't even, ideally kids would be in screens, zero. But um, American Academy of Pediatrics um, will say two hours, no more, no more. This includes social media, this includes games, this includes chatting, whatever. Exercise, good nutrition, mindfulness, stress reduction, uh, reduce screens, optimizing sleep. Have your child, if you can, it's hard when they're teenagers, go to bed around the same time. And... 45 minutes before bedtime, no screens, because the light from the screens tells your child, you don't need to go to sleep. It's still daytime. Stay awake. Stay awake. Um, If your child has difficulty, I'm a melatonin fan. And avoid alcohol and, of course, any other kind of drugs. Um, So basically, the idea is that with somebody with ADHD, you're not going to cure it. So your kids have to learn to live with it. And you have to teach them how to learn to live with it. You need to teach them this is just part of who they are. It makes it doesn't have anything to do with their intelligence, their ability, um, anything else. It's just the way they're wired, um, and that they need to learn to, to, to ha- manage it over time because it will probably well go into their adult years. Um, also, as a child grows older, you need to reinforce he or she is ultimately always responsible for their actions okay and now we need to just kind of quickly go on to medication stimulant um, pharmacology Um, of course we have um, Ritalin it's been around since 1957 and then we have amphetamines which are um, dexedrine um, 1937 so these these medications have been really well studied they've been around for a long time Um, and so um, the efficacy in ADHD is that it'll, it'll improve their alertness, their attention, um, and it'll increase their motivation, give them more energy, make them feel more awake. Um, 70% of children with ADHD will respond to any one stimulant, and about 20% more will respond to another attempted at a, sti- at a stimulant. Um, the stimulants, ADHD meds, they act fast, they work they're well studied. Um, some of them last longer than others. It, depend, it depends on the delivery system, you know, whether it's a patch or whether it's oral. Um, it depends on the dose. It depends on the type of medication. Is it Adderall or Adderall XR, um, which is extended release? So, you know, they all last for different uh, amounts of time. Um, and there, there are many different ones. There's uh, Mideus, there's Journey, there's Focalin, Focalin XR, Daytrona, you know, a lot of them. Um, but the common side effects of them will be the big one is appetite. So if your child's on a stimulant, we need to be checking their weight to make sure that they're um, they're still growing. And I always advocate, I always ask kids to please eat in the morning before they take their medication. If they have to even wait, you know, 15, 20 minutes after they eat, um, at least they'll get some calories in. Also, if you have a child on ADHD uh, medication and you notice there's a certain time during the day when they'll eat a lot, pack the calories and nutrition in at that time. So if they'll only eat at, say, you know, four o'clock in the afternoon, have a really good um, meal for them. But when the family sits down to eat at seven o'clock, they still have to sit there and eat a snack with you or something, but packing those calories 
a time during the day when they will eat. It affects your appetite, sometimes your sleep, sometimes your growth. It can make ticks, T-I-C-S, the tick movements that kids have, it can actually make them a little bit worse. And um, then there are other medications, Stratera, um, and other medications that we use alongside of the, um, the stimulants to help them work a lot better. Other lifestyle approaches, um, other than, you know, healthy sleep um, and omega-3 fatty acids, um, some of the studies on using saffron um, versus uh, methylphenidate have been really startling, and they have found that there are comparable benefits and side effects to both saffron and methylphenidate. Nobody's using that right now, but there there are a lot of research going on on what else aside from our um, current um, modes of therapy can do to help kids um, with ADHD. Um, There's CogMed working memory training. That's just one of the programs. There's some really great programs online on training your memory. And the idea being if you train your memory, that it it will increase your attention span. And again, there's that saffron, five or 10 milligrams. And um, there are some pilot studies now from Yale about mindfulness and the effect of mindfulness uh, and ADHD on kids from, say, who are, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten, and they're very positive, very positive results. So as we begin to wind down, I just want to um, end by talking about a, a, a couple of things here. You've heard a lot about the the mind and the neuroplasticity of a child's mind and really an adult's mind too. And it's a very real phenomenon that you can, by changing your lifestyle and changing your thought process and changing what you watch and see, you can actually rewire your brain. So that's why I'm always um, um, sort of you know, beating the drum about um, screens and kids and their brains is because those will have a profound effect on how the brain is wired. And and the way it's wired during the teen years can be, it, it sticks with kids as they get older. It's not like, you know, a, a 35-year-old, the effect of uh, screens on neuroplasticity is going to be the same as the effect is, um, screens will have on a 15 uh, year old, for instance, much more profound in a 15 year old. So every time, now think about this, it makes a lot of sense. As far as your child is concerned, every time he keeps his mind still, unstimulated, quiet, reading a book, listening to some quiet music, his attention is more sustained. He focuses more. Every time he notices that his mind is wandering and he's thinking about what's going on in his mind, he's he's being mindful and he's being more insightful and aware of what's going on in his mind. And then he can learn, oh, oh, gee whiz, I'm jumping around my thoughts. I need to take charge of my thoughts. Every time he's detached from his thought, He's letting go and learning to accept those thoughts. Whenever he brings his mind back from certain thoughts, he's selecting to pay attention to certain things. So he's focusing his attention on one thing. And and it's really important to teach our kids who are really beat themselves up because they have ADHD and they feel differently and maybe they're not getting traction and getting it under, under control to really teach them to have empathy for themselves. Teach your kids 
to like themselves, to feel confident in themselves, and to give themselves some grace. It's very, very, very important. You know, as we, we as we come to close on this ADHD um, podcast, and I'm telling you, friends, I could talk about this for a long time. A, because I've seen lots and lots of kids with it. Um, I've seen how it can interrupt their lives. I've seen the emotional damage that can happen to them by having it ignored or not treated. Um, and it's it's pretty common. And um, and and as one who's um, suffered, I guess, uh, a little with it over the, the many years I've been alive, um, it's tough. It's tough to live with. So um, it's very common. And the treatment is often a combination of your doctor sitting down and talking through medication options for you. And if you are, if your child gets put on medication, your doctor needs to make sure to see you very, very frequently, you know, every month or every three months until you really get going and you figure out what's the right dose for your child. It's, so it's really important that you, that you follow up with your doctor, no matter what your doctor is, um, um, whether it's a primary care person or whether it's a psychiatrist, just make sure they follow up with you well. Um, they follow up with you. But again, I just want to really encourage you that if you struggle with ADHD, because um, ADHD is genetically passed on, um, your child may have it. Um, but your child may well not have it too, okay? Um, but it's really important that you just sort of start to look for clues. If you have any question that your child may have it, take them to the doctor and just get evaluated. If your child is diagnosed with it, make sure your child understands there's nothing wrong with him or her. Nothing. Their brain is wired to go a little faster. That's it. That's it. And make sure that they feel really good about who they are as a person Wherever you can give them areas to control, help them control it, give them that control. Make sure you put um, a rhythm to their day and quiet their world as much as you possibly can. So rather that as you think about your child going through the day, think to yourself, how can I tune him down, not tune him up? How can I uh, make his world quieter, not make his world louder? Friends, thank you so much um, for listening to me today. It's unusual for me to come in and talk about something, many things that I love, love to talk about, not interview people on them. Please check out my um, my free webinar, When No Stops Working, and it will talk about my course, Simple Discipline That Works. Every child needs positive, every child needs discipline to learn to have their to set boundaries, but kids with ADHD particularly need help with discipline and setting boundaries. As we end our show, parents, reminder, don't just download the episodes, please subscribe because I am creating a parenting revolution and I need you to help me. The way you do that is to listen to every episode that you can, and I promise you won't regret it. And I'd love for you to write a review on iTunes and let me know what you think of the podcast. The PGK podcast is available in the Google Play Store and on Stitcher. Parents, you know I love answering your questions. I love the back and forth exchange, so keep sending them in to me. You can email me any parenting question to askmeg at megmeekermd.com 
askmeg at megmeekermd.com and I will do my best to answer your question as quickly as I can. So until next time, good parents, always remember, great kids are raised, not born. Hey, this is Bobby, producer of Meg Meeker's Parenting Great Kids podcast. Thanks for listening. And because of your dedication to raising great kids, Dr. Meg's Parenting Revolution has grown to over 3 million downloads. Head on over to Facebook and Twitter and follow at Meg Meeker MD and check out what's new at MegMeeker.com. And while you're there, sign up for the newsletter to stay updated and get information about giveaways. Don't forget to share the podcast with other parents. Subscribe so you won't miss anything and leave us a review so we know how we're doing.